If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. And welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. With me, Tom Allen as well, too. <laughs> Susie, you, before we came on here, you, were, you just mentioned that you've been involved in some sort of road rage. Can you tell us about it? Because I'm very anxious. I'm anxious yes. for you. Yes, of course. So I was driving back from doing the weekly shop. Oh, gosh, you do get up which early. Which I did this morning. Mm. You, you've had bad feelings about that already? Too early. Like a pig's tail. Too early. Like a pig's tail? I don't understand that. Too early. Too early. Oh. I mean, I think it's an old joke, an old, like, vaudeville joke. Love it. Um, well, Tom, I don't think it's too early. I think it's just the right time, because it was just me and the old ladies in the shop, which are very much my mm. demographic of who I want to be friends with. Yeah, same. And um, you can nip around really quickly. And I know the lady on the checkout, she's called June. Oh, that's nice. You always go to June. I try to go to June if I can, yeah. Oh, you like to have a nice chat with her. June's got a pride badge on. Has she? So I always know that June's down with the gays. She likes the gays. That's lovely. What is a pride badge? You know, like one of the badges that has got the pride flag on it, but then it's also got the the triangular flag that goes into it with the trans flag on. Oh, yeah. It's like the fully inclusive one. So she wears one of those. Oh, and just on a lapel. She wears it, I think, just... On her on her Waitrose shirt. Oh, clang. Clang. She went to Waitrose this morning. I thought we were talking about the Saver Centre in Lower Sydenham, but okay. I sometimes go to the Sainzos, but... Look, you don't need to... Don't change a thing for me. But this adds, this adds all the more complication to it. So you're on your way to Waitrose in Beckenham. I had been to Waitrose in Beckenham. The car was full of, of shopping for the week. And also some bed sheets. Do they do that in there? Yes, because it's they do John Lewis bed sheets, Tom. And anyway, they had a deal on for some of the ones that we've already got, but they're very, very nice. They had a discount on; they were a third off. So I thought, I'm not a mug. Yeah, I don't want to be mugged off. I don't want to be mugged off, so I bought it in grey. I've got it in pink already. Oh, pink and grey is a nice combo. What is the thread count? Oh, it's quite high. It was something very good. Alice wouldn't let us have anything less. I wouldn't notice something like that, but Alice would be all over it, as you know. Well, yes. Thank goodness you've got Alice in your life. Oh, God, I'd be living in a ditch if it wasn't for Alice. I know. I know. <laughs> With you. <laughs> I dug the ditch. <laughs> um, the, for us to live in. I 
Um, I'm a 300 man myself. I don't like to okay. go above 300. It's not very that- high, but that's about right for me. Sorry, are we talking about thread count? Thread count rather than oh. partners. <laughs> I just wanted to know, just trying to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on the way back from the Waitrose back. Oh, yeah. Went down Copas Cope Road, mm. turned right. I won't give people my exact address. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am moving, so it's fine. Um, anyway, drove down my road. There was a van. Now, what I want to make very clear is there was room on both sides of the road for this van. There was plenty of room, Tom. There was plenty of room. I think they were delivering something. They could have easily put their hazards on. This would have been fine. But instead, they've parked in the middle of the road. Oh, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. So I paused for a moment, waited. I thought maybe they've nipped into the shop. I tooted the horn. Nothing. I tooted the horn again. Still nothing. Then I really leant on the horn. Now nothing's happening. Alice then gets out of the car, goes into the shop and says, is that anyone's van we're trying to get through? No one there so then we're still in the car for what feels like an age it's probably upwards of four minutes by now anyway they have that there is some room and i'm trying to get back in time for the pod so it's like quarter past 10 now we record at half past and i'm thinking oh bugger i need to get all the shopping upstairs da 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 so this i start trying to get through but tom i am so close to both sides that I'm thinking I'm going to scratch the car I'm going to scratch the car but I'm trying to get through I'm trying to get through then they come down and I said why did you leave your car there there's space on either side of the road he said there's more than enough room for you to get through I said there's not this is really difficult there's three cars behind me and three cars in front of me and then he said learn to drive I said you're a fucking prick very good uh so look, I brought in the bad language you did there that's a that's the phone down actually on a customer it- service line well, luckily we went on the phone. I was talking face to face. But he started telling me to learn to drive. <sighs> then he said, there's plenty of room. Then him and the guy sort of laughed at me, which is when I really got cross. Oh, yes, I bet. And I just said, I don't know if I got, did I call him a fucking, no, I said, you're really fucking selfish leaving your van there. All of these people have got somewhere to be. Yeah. And I think it's, well, um, it's very like reasonable to be like, you're not just getting into the, like slagging each other because that no but I did tell him he was fucking selfish and then I think I called him a fucking prick as I left but I think I said that more to Alice than to his face did you say you're what do you think prick. about that did you go fucking prick yeah I was like oh he's a fucking prick like that do you think I'm in the wrong here you might have hurt his feelings well I don't think you should leave your van in the middle of a street when there's people trying to get through I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Then there was a recycling lorry behind me and he definitely couldn't have got through. But then, Tom, everyone's watching me trying to move her through this tiny little space. Oh, no. I would die. Yeah, that would be my worst nightmare. I would. I don't know what I would do. And then he laughed at me, so I called him fucking selfish. Yeah, well, that's that's fair enough. He was embarrassed. That's why he laughed. He was trying to make that... <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. Mm. But I said, there's room on either side of the road. He said, I didn't want to park there. I said, it's not up to you. What were they delivering? I don't know, but I'm going to say drugs. I, it, I don't think it was. I think it was furniture. Wow. Tom, there's a big drug problem in South East London. But they need vans to deliver them. Gosh, it's really got out of hand, hasn't it? <laughs> it's like the old railways. Isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, like sort of, you know, like speakeasy times. Yeah, that's the thing. Anyway, that's been my morning. What have you been up to? Well, nothing. I just made a cup of coffee. Went through some of my WhatsApps. Did you call anyone fucking selfish? No, but I did get my monthly magazine from the um, Royal Horticultural Society. So that was something. What does that entail? Um, this month, they're talking about making a winter wonderland. 
And uh, you, I think you do that largely with Heather, not the person, but the plant. Um, not the character from EastEnders that featured quite heavily in Harry Hill's TV Burp. <laughs> no, not that Heather, though I would like to make a Winter Wonderland with her. That She would be great on a gardening programme. It, it would be a treat. Are you thinking of making a Winter Wonderland in the garden? In the jardin? Well, as listeners might be aware, in the garden, um, I inherited quite a lot of children's furniture, which, mm-hmm. um, children's furniture, like swings and slides, that sort of thing. Is that Not like a child's bed. Not like, yeah, not like a child's chair. Like one of those little chairs that you sometimes get for children. A little wicker chair uh, for a child to watch the television from. No, not, none of that. Um, but um, swings, slides and trampoline, which sure. I opted to keep, but realised as soon as I moved in that it does give off the air of a pub garden. Maybe a beef eater, that sort of thing. Sure. Ooh. Mm, that was, ooh, do you remember those days? Oh, so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I'm getting rid of the swings and I'm going to put in a gravel area at the back, madam. Are you? What's going to be in the gravel area other than gravel? Um, just gravel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe um, some wildflowers. That's my ambition. Is that because you want to just chuck the seeds? Because that's what you do with wildflowers, isn't it? It's very low maintenance. Got those seed bombs, as discussed on this podcast. Oh, yes, of course. We did discuss that. But then I have been advised that sometimes um, a wildflower turf situation is, is available, which just means it just un- you just unwrap it, basically, and wildflowers ready to go. So I'm quite taken by that idea. Oh, I love that. Like a little rug with flowers that grow from it. I think so, yeah. Because I always think of The Secret Garden, the film. Did you ever watch that? Yes. There's a bit where yes, when the little boy is suddenly out and about and they get some seeds and they just throw them and then there's like a time lapse and suddenly all the flowers are out and it looks amazing. Would you like to would you like me to wheel you out in a very small wheelchair and for you to pretend to be that little boy? Yes, I've been living as him my whole life. And and I'll be the, the little girl and we can be friends. Yes, the secret garden. Or do you remember Tom's Midnight Garden? That's what I call your garden when I'm there pissed at night. <laughs> like I am on the trampoline, pissed. Um, yes, all those lovely stories. But yes, do come around. Feel free to reenact that with me. I look forward to it. I'm hoping to do that and I'm hoping to grow some vegetables. So I will be boring everybody on the podcast about that because I've always wanted to grow vegetables and I've never moved beyond sweet pea. Which is also my drag name so tom i thought we could do like a an episode of correspondence because we've been i mean it has been on fire in the old inbox this why week. what have people been talking about tom we've we've all, we've had more we've had more feedback about the fact that i need to put my bath towel on the rad so just so everyone knows i am doing that now every time it is bone dry wow how do bone you feel? dry do you feel good about that I've never felt so good, actually. I feel like it's really lifted my spirits. Mm, I'm so glad we brought you on board with that. that I, Me too. I feel like it's been a real um, cause celebre, as, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really has. So, shall we just have some correspondence from our dear like-minded friends? Yes, I always love to hear from them. What have they been saying? Unless they've been saying okay, so, so, Jonathan, also known as Johnny Hibbs, has been in touch. Hello, love the podcast and I do hang up my bath mat. If when people email in, they could just let us know about their bath mat etiquette, that would really help just so we, I can put it on a spreadsheet. Mm. I'm being asked to create a scrapbook forward slash portfolio for a uni project. 
I was doing this while I listened to your latest episode. And it's not an exaggeration to say that throughout the entire sketchbook, nothing is ever cut straight to the first time or glued down neatly. I'm studying dance, but it does feel like arts and crafts is something that I should be good at. But I'm desperately not. Perhaps it's a lack of patience. I was wondering if you're good at arts and crafts and if you have any tips for cutting and sticking. Thank you very much, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, what a great message to receive. Um, I feel like this naturally leads us into a a corridor of decoupage. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Susie, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on arts and crafts? I love arts and crafts, but similar to Johnny, I feel like I should have a natural flair, but I'm quite shit at that sort of thing. And do you know, I'm the same. And do you know why I think both of us are? It's because our mums didn't like to make a mess when we were growing up. That is exactly why it is. That's why there, was, there wasn't like... Some people have like arts and crafts tables, not... not. No, 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 no. No, it's a mess. Put it away. I was occasionally allowed to paint stones that I found at the beach. <laughs> but I had to do it only when it was sunny in the garden with one of my dad's shirts on back to front. Oh, yes. I remember like dad's shirts being used a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there was a, yeah, a lot of things in the garden. I did have an easel. I was allowed to do some painting sometimes. You had an easel? Not an easel, but like a like a chalkboard on a A-frame. Like a chalkboard. Fine. Like, not a... I mean, I love the idea of you there with an easel. Yeah, and I had a smock and a beret. <laughs> one of those mixing palettes. Like when they'd send girls in the sort of early 1900s away to finishing school and it'd be like, do a bit of art, paint that lake. Accomplishments. Yeah, I, yes. I was very accomplished. Um, but I I mean, I think it is a bit tricky and it can end up getting very messy and that always feels a bit, still to this day, I still find it a bit stressful. Mess? I bet your mum was the same as mine. My mum absolutely would not have glitter in the house. No way. And rightly so, because it gets everywhere. It's horrid. Oh, weeks later you're finding it in all sorts of places. Yeah, you have a shower and you're like, where's that been? Am I a mermaid now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we've helped Johnny at all with his arts and craft. I think just fucking go for it. Just shove loads of stuff on there and say it's art. That's, I think that is the key, you know. Just go at it with gay abandon, if you will, and just don't hold back. I found once my friend Eleanor encouraged me to do some painting. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Canvas from Hobbycraft and got it home. And I was just going to put like a, a black box around it and I was going to like put it up like that in a sort of abstract, minimalist way. And actually, my mum at that point was like, no, throw some colour at it. And I just went for it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. You've got that up. Yeah, got it up. Yeah. We should all do a bit more of that, shouldn't we? It was very cathartic. I did enjoy that creativity. So I think, do you know what I think it is as well, Johnny? It's forgiving yourself. When you're creating, you have to forgive yourself when you get it wrong, when you make mistakes, when you're not perfect. That's the beauty of art. Have I told you that I'm learning to knit? No, Susie. What do you think about that, Tom? I think it's high time. I think it's high time. I think I think that I should have, like, you know, leisurely pursuits in the evenings, now that I'm not on tour. That's very wise. I know a lot of people like colouring in. Have you ever been a fan of that? No. I mean, I could get into it, I think, but I also think I've got other stuff on. There, There is other things that you must be getting on with. Mm, mm, of course, shouting at people out of car windows, apparently. That's the sort of thing that I want people to know that I'm doing. Mm, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if I get on with the knitting, you see, it stops me from looking at my phone. A hundred percent. And I support any distraction from the phones. Because I find that I look at the phone whilst I'm watching telly and I don't need to. Oh, you absolutely don't need to do that, Susie. So if I'm knitting, mm. 
just slowly becoming the old lady that I dream of being. Lovely way to be. Yeah, much nicer than like stressing out looking at our phones. I think so too. Okay, on to... Good luck, Johnny. Tom, I have another email from a dear like-minded friend called Ross. Ross, hi. Who I just want to say hello to. Um, Hi, Susie and Tom. I love, love, love your podcast. And I have to let you know how vital a role it's been in keeping me sane. Firstly, for context and not for sympathy, my 2021 was pretty grim. Much of the year was spent working from home as part of the Melbourne lockdowns. So like many, I lost contact with the outside world. The year was broken up with rounds of treatment and surgery for an ongoing cancer diagnosis. So that's been fun. Then, as 21 came to a close, I said goodbye to my beautiful old greyhound, Fez, who'd been my shadow for almost nine years. With 22 just begun, it's been three years since I've been home to see my family and friends in Ireland, and I miss them terribly, even though they'll probably drive me nuts as soon as I get back later this year. So how does this provide context, you may wonder? Well, wonder no more. Through the detritus of a terrible year, you have made me laugh, often out loud in public and once or twice made me cry. Tom, you've spoken so beautifully of your dad that you've stopped me in my tracks as I've listened. For the most part, a 40-minute laugh-along is often just what the doctor ordered. Seeing a new episode notification sparks joy, as you might say. Your charm and great wit are only outshone by your fabulousness. Please don't stop. Much love. Ross. Ross, please don't stop emailing us. We love getting messages like that. Yeah, Ross. Oh, I'm sorry that uh, he's had a tough time though, Ross. Yeah, Ross, I'm just so impressed that you're that you've got the energy to send us a bloody email after what a tough year you've had. So I'm so delighted that you, the podcast brings you some sparks, some joy to use uh, to use Maricondo. Um but also I hope that it gives you a little buzz that you that um that, 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 you've, that you've been shared on the show because I'm thinking like where are you in Melbourne right now like maybe you're walking around Melbourne you and I have been to Melbourne Tom yes loved it there loved it there you could be walking around and um, I'd like to picture where you are maybe you should email us and let us know where you were when you heard that and we can keep a correspondence going with Ross oh we'd love to keep hearing from Ross love to hear from Australia of course um, oh well yes Ross thinking of you and sorry you've been having a bit of a tough time um, but it sounds like you've been doing brilliantly and uh, and soldiering on, so that's very good. So thank you for getting in touch with us. We love hearing from you. And I hope that when you get back to Ireland, you have a fabulous time. And don't beat yourself up if you do find yourself annoyed by your parents, because that's completely no. normal. It's about, about what being a child is. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Should we have another one? I'm enjoying these. I love hearing from people, so let's keep hearing. Well, hello, Susie and Tom. First and foremost, this is the correct place for a bath mat. He's showing me a bath mat that's been draped over a rail. I, I get the, I get the gist. I get the gist. On the floor is simply wrong. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chris. You feel quite chided, Susie. Well, listen, I feel like everyone thinks I'm a massive skank. Well, I think that, no, no one thinks that. No one would think ill of you, ever. I needed you to come back a lot quicker on that, Tom. Okay, I'm sorry. With my own self-esteem. I'm just thinking of... There's, there's been the bath mat, there's been the road rage. I'm just worried about you, okay? I don't know where this uh, is leading to. This is a concern, isn't it? It's a real concern. Oh, do I need help? Shouting out of car. I've just stop. stopped therapy. Do I need to get back on it? <laughs> <laughs> but you're putting your own towels on the radiator, aren't you? <clears throat> oh, of course. I don't leave my towels on the floor. I'm not a student or a pig. Mm, mm, you know what pigs are like. They're always leaving their towels on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I think people, I, d I don't, this is, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my, uh, what is it, 
my tuppence? Su- I'm going to put my tuppence to the sticking point. No, nail my cross to the mast. I don't know. All of these sayings. Flag to the wall? Flag to the wall. Or all of that. I don't like towels being hung, hanged over the side of doors. I don't care for that. No, it's very... Um, it's very studenty. It's very studenty. No, it's not the sort of thing that you would do, not at all. Not at all. Well, I've got a heated towel around, you see, and that's absolute decadence, I think. Hello, hello. It came free with the flat. Free with the flat. Go on, have you, help yourself to a nice towel rail. Towel, heated towel rail. That is nice, isn't it? That's nice. Do you know what I like to do with my towel rail? Well, it's a radio. Go on. Is chock it full of towels in a way that makes me feel like I'm in a hotel. But then I have to keep on top of that cleaning regimen. Yeah, that's a lot. Do you know what I like to do, Tom? I pop my drawers over the towel rail so that when I put my pants on, they're nice and warm. Susie, that sounds lovely. It's really nice. It's like it's like a hug for the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. A nice warm hug on the ass. But are they on the towel rail all all day? Oh no, I'm not. You just take them I'm into the shower with you animal i might pop them on a few minutes before i get in the shower and then they're on the whole time in the shower and then i dry myself on they pop lovely and if it's very cold i'll pop my vest on there as well tom well good for you for having a vest well you know why i have a vest because i'm sure that your mum would say the same thing as my mum was that if you're not tucked in you'll end up with a kidney infection you will end up with a kidney infection everybody knows it's really something that we should all be aware of um (laughs) you get a chill on your chill on your kidneys i think yeah, I would say so. Anne Ruff would be very worried about getting a chill on your kidneys. And she would say if she saw someone leaning over in winter and their coat rode up and you could see their skin, she would have to say they're going to end up with a kidney problem. They're going to end up with a kidney problem. You must keep those kidneys warm. Also, don't go out there with wet hair because you will get pneumonia. That's, yeah, you're dying. That's the, doc- that's the doctor said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lovely treat that you can do actually in these winter months is is put your pajamas over the radiator. Just yeah, store them thing. on the radiator, and then when you're ready for bed, that's like a little hug in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know our your friend and mine, Tom Crane. Yes. What does he do? What he does when it's very cold is he gets a hairdryer and puts the heat in the bed and then hops in like he's hopping in a toaster. That's a, I mean, what about a hot water bottle, Tom? Listen, I don't know. I don't know. He told me this once and I thought, you're mad. And then I thought, but a genius. I mean, it is decadent, isn't it? Maybe an electric blanket is in order for him. I've never had one of those. I don't know. But he says you've got to really put your arms down quickly to keep the heat in. As you hop in, you've got to get it round you. Goodness, a friend of mine's got one of those um, blankets that's supposed to make you go to sleep quicker because it's so heavy. Oh, the heat! Oh, the um, the weighted blankets for anxiety. Is that what it is? It's but I think it, it sounds a little bit. I think I would get more anxious about it. Well, me too because I think I can't get out. I'm going to be stuck if there's a fire. <laughs> Are they that heavy? I don't. I, they can't be, can they? It's not like chain mail, is it? <laughs> I was worried about that, yeah. Um, But I have a heavy tog, even throughout the summer. Excuse me? Hello. (laughs) Tell your friends. A heavy tog the whole way through the air? Yeah. And people scorn at me. People pour scorn on me, which makes the bed even warmer. (laughs) And they do all sorts of... They shout out at cars at me. And... um, I don't think that's related to your heavy cog. Um, Tog. I said cog with a G. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, well, you've got to make yourself laugh. Oh, you have, haven't you? You have. I'll go like 12, 14, even in summer. I don't care who knows it. See, I could do that, but Alice simply won't have it. Well, you know what they do in Scandinavia, don't you? No, I've got no idea. Tom, tell us. Separate dues. One each on the double bed. Do they? Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's a, a recipe for loneliness? Well, I've got a lot of feelings, Tom. On the one hand, I feel like I would I would be able to have it all to myself and I'd like that. But on the other hand, I already have the double all to myself. So I feel like I'd be cold because Alice is constantly telling me that I'm taking the... Oh, well, this is a, this sounds like a great solution for Alice, who, by the sounds of things, has been getting quite the raw deal. <laughs> what? Because she's got a wet bath mat. She, I'm shouting at people in the street. She's cold in the night. Yes, all of these things. But you want to know the good thing, Tom? What? When it's really cold, I put her knickers on the radiator too. Well, I, I hope you tell her she gets... I hope she's not wearing them at the time. <laughs> I just hook her on the top to warm her up. <laughs> Oh, you must, you must. Uh, I, um, well, I think that, um, well, yeah, I think that's a nice thing to do. That's lovely. But I imagine if you both had your separate togs, then you could be, you you know, you could have your own temperature controlled system and, you know, and then you wouldn't steal each other's duvet side. But it wouldn't feel as nice, would it? You wouldn't be able to have a snuggle as much. That's true. It does put pay to any, any of that sort of business. And that sort of business. Well, look, it's something to think about. I'll, 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 I'll tell Alice and I'll bring back what I, my findings ne- next week and see what she says. Shall I get back to Chris's email? We've had quite the diversion. Yes, yes, sorry. What was Chris saying? So Chris was saying, Secondly, I'm a recent addition to the downloaders of Like Minded Friends podcast. I simply love it. Mm. As a Bexley person, oh. the local comments about Bromley, Bromley are comfortingly familiar. The warmth of your friendship and somewhat surreal conversations at times, and also the honesty, is very refreshing. At times, very poignant issues are sensitively done and all seem to touch so many aspects of my life as well. As for this week's edition, it is reassuring that I'm not the only one who is now quite happy to be at home and more interested in a bit of comfort than clubbing or roughing it generally. I recently celebrated my 50th at, wait for a clang, Tom, Claridge's. Oh my goodness, from Bexley Heath to Claridge's. Well, I'd read the book. Mm, I would. This is the lifestyle I think I wish to become accustomed to. So, some questions. Having the TV in the footboard of my new bed... (laughs) which you touch on, is this decadent or perhaps lacking a little in class? (laughs) Or, as it means I can have Tom in bed, a little disturbing for the reader. If Now, attached, you can't see this, Tom. He is watching your stand-up special in the end of his bed. Oh, I think. Well, I I say if, if if this is what it's being used for, then it's only a good thing. And I know the exact bit of material you're doing. I think you're doing the bit where you go, hello, Mrs. Stanton. <laughs> You've got your mouth wide open and your eyes closed. And, um... So I'm doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you're watching Tom, it's absolutely fine to have a TV in the footboard. Is that what we're saying? 100%. As 100%. Anything else? No, I think that's lovely. And I think it's one of those things that I probably touched upon because I'm jealous because I do like any kind of um, modern, comfortable accoutrement. And I think probably having a a TV in the footboard of the bed is quite good because it um, minimises down and then it's quite neat. So if you don't want to watch the telly, you don't have to. Mm. This is all very true. 
Now, a couple of more questions from Chris. Some great things for us to consider and for our listeners to consider also. Thank you, Chris. Am I right not to wear skinny jeans that don't meet shoes without socks? A capri pant, as it were. Well, that is very Bexley Heath, I would say. Yes, I would say that's very Bexley Heath. And Bromley. I mean, that's how I know. Absolutely. I would say that a little turn up with a with a nude ankle into a shoe is a look that I utterly detest in a man. I mean, you know, it, it in summer, it can be acceptable with an espadrille, I suppose, or maybe a Gucci loafer, whichever you're leaning on. Oh, I think an espadrille is fine. I think a boating shoe is not fine. Um, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, we've covered that. Should I moisturise? And if so, what with? Yes. Chris. Cream. Please. Um, yeah, this is, my goodness, huge question there. I would say you should, yes. But then, I mean, some people, uh, like, well, my dad, he never moisturised, would like literally splash his face with cold water, maybe shave, and then off off he went. And he wasn't wrinkly. Never had a wrinkle on his face. Never had a wrinkle on his face? No, not really. Well, there you go. See, you can't trust them. mm mm-hmm. And his final question, and I think we both know the answer to this, is should I visit the Glades? A hundred percent, yes. Of course. If you don't know what the Glades are, if you're new to the podcast, the Glades is the shopping mall to our American readers in Bromley. (laughs) In Bromley. In the middle of Bromley, attached, as it were, to the Pavilion Leisure Centre. I would also venture any of our South East London um, listeners... Massives. Yes. (laughs) Particularly those in the Bromley... Orpington areas, Environs, uh, Sidcup too. Um, a great place to go is the Nugent Centre on Seven Oaks Way. It's an outdoor, I think what Americans call a strip mall. Is that a strip <gasps> mall? I thought a strip mall was when there were strippers. Well, I've never really understood what it is, but let me tell you, when I went into that uh, Greg's and took off my clothes, people did not enjoy it. No one wanted to see your sausage roll? <laughs> No, they didn't. Um, um, <laughs> that didn't happen, by the way, everyone. That didn't happen. Um, but the uh, the Nugent Centre, it's got a lovely selection of shops and a lovely array of eating outlets. It's got everything. It's got everything you want. And it's got parking. And you have this sort of alfresco feel of walking between the shops, which I quite enjoy. I like that too. Tom, I you saying that has just reminded me of something. You saying about getting naked in a Greg's. Mm. So my back was very sore again this week. People that have been listening to the podcast for a long time will know I have this ongoing problem with my back. I think it's to do with aging. I hate it. Um, For any osteopaths listening, it's because I've got hip dysplasia. I don't really know what it means, but that's what people keep telling me. Dysplasia or hip dysplasia? dysplasia. Oh. I mean, both. Both, clearly, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry Um, about that. Anyway, I was hurrying to wait for a clang, meet Kirsty Walk for a coffee. Oh my Clang. god. Why what what I mean, what a name drop. What a name drop. In the Riding House Cafe. Oh no less. not Greg's. Not a Greg's. So I was hurrying. I was late for the train. I'm always late for the train. Anyone that's across my social media <laughs> may be aware of how close I leave it to getting the train. The on train my, stories are great. On my train content. Now. I was hurrying. I was late for the train. I realised I hadn't filled up my water bottle. I went and filled it up. I chucked it in my backpack. As I leant down to throw my bag over my shoulder, mm. both shoulders, because we're not at school anymore, mm. um, 
<laughs> I felt something twinge in my back. Oh, no. I was then like, fuck, my back sore. Anyway, so then you I hurried. You realised you kept your knickers on the radiator. Well, that's the thing, right. Well, I forgot to put them on. I was commando. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't. Um, I had my drawers on. So I'm now, I go in the elevator, I go down, I run to the train station. I've got to go over the top of the train station, the stairs, to get to the other side. So like, I'm out, 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 out. I sit down. I think, oh, fuck, I've really done my back in again. This is so annoying. Mm. Oh, and it's because I didn't leave it enough time. I'm so cross with myself. I always do this. I shouldn't have been faffing about. Anyway, long story short, I then pull in to Charing Cross. When I get to Charing Cross, there's a boots. I think I'll get one of those heat pads to put on my back, you know, and I thought that might give me a bit of relief. Anyway, so then I did, and then I was in such pain I didn't really think what I was doing Tom and I didn't pull them down but I undid my trousers <laughs> and put the heat pad on and then did my trousers back up and I definitely didn't pull it down but I just like undid the button so I could slide the heat pad yes like you know down on my on my on my ass my glutes my glutes my, my little my little my little glutes yeah but I, no one was seeing my bum it's very important to add I had a big coat on as your mum advised as my mum advised, I don't want kidney. Uh, I don't want a kidney infection. So what instead you were doing was just sort of fumbling in the in the many layers you were wearing. Yes, and do you know what I realised after I'd done it? There's a camera looking straight at you because I'd done self service checkout. <laughs> so it's been recorded that I undid my trousers. So anyway, for then and you were panicking, spent, weren't you? I was panicking because I was thinking, what about if someone saw me and someone put it on Twitter and now that I'm off Twitter, you won't know. People, someone was saying, Susie Ruffle undid her trousers in a boots to put on a heat pad. She basically flashed in a boots. Susie, I'm just so glad that you and I have the same sort of anxiety. <laughs> that is exactly what I would be thinking all the time. Because I was in such pain, I didn't consider it. Well, and people would understand. But you and I live in a world where it's like, well, we did that one thing. And now everyone hates so me. now everyone hates you forever. And that's not the way the world works. You just go, oh, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I undid my buttons of my trousers. And then I started changing in my brain of thinking like, did I pull my trousers down to my ankles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's exactly the sort of thing I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Which, of course, I didn't. Yeah. But if anyone works at the Boots in Charing Cross, could you just make sure that that bit of CCTV gets deleted so that I don't get cancelled? I don't think you're going to get cancelled. I think you're going to get a, a movie deal out of it. <laughs> a boost in sales. Yeah, I don't think it's the kind of movie that I want to do, Tom. <laughs> but she's the face of uh, heat. <laughs> she's the face. She's the arse of heat pads. <laughs> uh, Chris finishes his email by saying, keep on recording. It's the highlight of my week. Oh, Chris, Thanks, Chris. you are kind. And how lovely you went to Claridge's. Oh, what a treat. How? Yeah, so nice. Oh, Chris, if you want to follow up the email, I'd love to know what you ate. I would like to know what service you went for. Yes, I would like to know that. Mm, lovely. How nice. Um, okay, and then should we finish the show with one more email that has a shout-out in it? Yeah, I love a shout-out. Shout-out. Okay. Hi, Susie and Tom. Hope you're doing well and getting through this five-year-long January. It does feel like that, doesn't it? It's been long. Long. Mm. Firstly, thanks so much for the podcast. I love listening along to something genuine and light-hearted. I find myself nodding and chuckling all the time. I, too, am a big fan of Call the Midwife. Correct. Sophie, correct. I wanted to say I leave my bath mat on the floor and wash it weekly, swapping it with its identical twin. Wise. Yeah, wise. Especially wise. if it's a toweling one, yeah. Yeah. 
Could you please give a shout out to my partner Kat, who is absolutely smashing life as a physio, helping out adults with learning disabilities in the community and is going to receive an award from her uni in February for overcoming adversity whilst getting her degree. I am super proud of her and everything that she has achieved. Kat, congratulations. Kat, well done. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, wow. That's great, isn't it? Also, overcoming adversity whilst getting her degree during a pandemic. My goodness. The resilience of people is amazing. Really impressive. Well done, Kat. Mm. And how lovely that Sophie, your partner, has got in touch to, to say to say well done. Thanks again for both keeping me company whilst I work from home. Mm. You can tell this has been sent from my work email. Oops. I can't wait to see Susie in New Milton in March. I'll see you there. I'm doing a work in progress. That'll be super fun with some other comedy people um and that's from sophie oh sophie thank you for getting in touch and congrats again to cat oh it's lovely to hear what people are up to isn't it i love our little community of people out there who like to listen to us we should do more of this we should do more of this so if you want to get in touch please do share things with us ask our opinions on things we are here for you in every way we possibly could be the email is hello at likemindedfriendspod.com also, maybe if you're one of our listeners from overseas, tell us where you're listening. We'd love to know. To know that. I love to, just from an ego perspective, I love to know that. Yeah, it's so, great. Yeah, it's great. Um, Tom, before we go. Yes. Have you got anything that you want to tell us about that's coming up? Are you going to ZZ's? Have you got a Carluccio's in the diary? Are you going Nando's? I don't think I have any of those planned at the moment. Right, Although, okay. um... I did realise I am, I'm a five bag on Deliveroo. You said this to me and I thought five bag was a drug thing. And I thought, oh God, Tom, what's going on? This is very unlike you. What's the problem? Well, that means. But um, I am a um, five bags for um, regular usage. usage. So I was very proud of achieving that. That's nice. That is good, Tom. Does that mean that you're using Deliveroo most days? Well, I didn't think I was, but uh, I use it probably. But they keep delivering food. (laughs) People keep arriving at the door with bags of food, so I have them. But yeah, I've got five bags on my receipt, which apparently is a good thing. So. Oh, do you want to know? I have quite an awkward delivery story. Do you remember my ex? Trousers off again, did you? Yeah, I took my trousers off when they arrived. Um, You know, you know, the ex, the ex. Mm. She was using delivery with my card. Oh That's my! Very awkward. This is ages ago, obviously, like five years ago. But I had to spend a very shirty email, a uh, shirty text message, being like, "Um, can you stop using my deliverer? You you broke my heart. Can you stop taking my money?" <laughs> oh my goodness, Susie, that's a real tale of our I times. Think what ended up happening is I ended up buying dinner for her and her boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> no. What a kick in the vag. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, no, that's terrible. Well, thank goodness you sorted it out. See, this thank is, goodness I did. This is what toughens us up. It's experiences like that, and that's why we should shout out the window. That, that is why we shout out window out of windows of our cars, because we have to be tough in this world. Sorry. We've got to be tough. We've got to be tough. I want to make it very clear. I wouldn't have shouted if it was someone that was, like, having a problem or someone that was having some difficulty. I wouldn't have done that. It was because he was very rude to me. I don't want people to think that I'm a bitch. You don't want people to think that, but they won't. Don't worry. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week, won't we, Tom? Yeah, we will. We can't wait. Thank you for joining us, as always. And once more, that email is hello at likemindedfriendspod.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Do get in touch. Do Do get in touch. 
Okay. Well, we'll see you next week, won't we? See you next week, everybody. Thanks so much okay. for listening. Okay. Thanks, love. Okay. Bye, love. Bye, 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 bye,